listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Connolly. On each episode, I'll have a guest who will give us a peek into what it looks like for her to run on mission in her everyday life. Our prayer is that it leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news right where you're at. Welcome. This is the very first episode of the Go and Tell Gals podcast. We want to help equip and encourage women to run on mission today. My name is Jess Connolly. I'm going to be your host. I'm going to be interviewing women for most of our podcast episodes, but I can't wait to introduce you to some women you may have heard of and some you may not of. We're gonna talk to everyday women. We're gonna hear about how they are running on mission in their normal lives. We're gonna hear about what's working for them. We're gonna hear what's hard for them. We're gonna hear what challenges they're facing and how God is encouraging them and equipping them as they go. For this very first episode though, it's just me. So. Buckle up, grab some coffee or some tea, and I can't wait to talk to you about what God is up to. Here's the thing. You are a world changer. Please don't tune me out if that sounds silly or cheesy or super extra. I just really believe it. I believe that you right where you're at, if you're listening in your car or on a walk or as you do the dishes or as you drive to work, I believe with all that I am that you're a world changer. I actually think you're a world changer today. I think you're going to impact and shift and change the world wherever you're headed, whatever you walk into, even if you stay at home all day. You are changing the world. You're changing how it appears to someone else. You are making a dent in what's happening, in what's going on around you. Your words, your actions, your identity, everything about you is shifting the atmosphere and changing things. And this podcast is to equip you and encourage you to feel excited about that. To not feel heavy about it or scared about it, but mostly to not discount yourself from the fact that you've been created and put on earth to change the world. Now, I've told a few gals this is going to be a podcast about running on mission, and I've gotten so many questions about what that means. And so I wanted to answer that first. What does it mean to run on mission? Here's what I think. In Matthew 28, Jesus handed all of his disciples or his followers one mission or directive. He told everybody to go and make disciples, other followers, and to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So to me, to run on mission means that you're actively obeying that command. What does that look like? It varies wildly from person to person and season to season and gift to gift. And for some of us, running on mission looks like intentionally parenting our children or praying for them to become followers of Jesus. For others of us, it's going to look like maybe standard ministry, working in the church or using our gifts by writing books or writing songs or starting businesses. Probably for most of us, It looks like showing up where we're at, living where we live, working in the jobs we're already in, and doing it with our eyes open to see how God can use us right where we're at to bring as many people as possible into an abundant relationship with Him. 
So here's what I mean. When I say running on mission, I mean intentionally living the life God has called you to, using what he's given you to bring him glory and encourage others to follow him. So that begs the question, who is this podcast for? Who are we encouraging to run on mission? Honestly, everyone, (laughs) every woman specifically is who I'm speaking to. If you're a mom, if you're a college student, if you're a business gal, if you are single or newly married or newly divorced, if you are in a season of really struggling or if you're in a season of thriving, I don't think the fact has changed that you're called to change the world, that you are in fact changing the world today. And I just want this podcast to be a soft, encouraging, light place where you can get tips and tricks on how to do that for God's glory. Whether it's something big that he may have called you to or whether it's really simple obedience, I want you to be able to hear from other women exactly how they're doing it and how they're pressing in. And I want you to be able to hear from them how it's hard and how God is encouraging them in the process. So we're going to do that. That's what we're going to talk about. And we're super thankful to have you here. Here's the thing. I know some of you are in. I know some of you are down. You are excited. You are subscribed already to the podcast. You are following Go and Tell Gals on Instagram. You've been waiting. You've been listening. You are ready to be equipped and you are ready to be encouraged. And I am thankful and I'm telling you I cannot wait to give you what you're asking for. But for some of you, I think you might be listening to this first episode and you might be thinking this is not for you. You might be thinking that it's too big. It's too hard and it's too out of reach, this idea of running on mission. And I want to say in the name of Jesus, that is not true. Running on mission is as simple as praying for your kids before nap time. It's as simple as seeing and greeting a homeless person on the street when you go to get your morning coffee. It's as simple as sharing your heart with a coworker and telling them about how you've been struggling. It's as simple as inviting a friend to church. It's not too big, it's not too hard, it's not out of reach, and honestly, you were made for it. Please keep listening if that's you. Some of you feel like you in particular are not enough, that you can't do it and that you'll do it wrong. Maybe you have done it wrong in the past. Maybe you tried to do something for God's glory. Maybe you tried to love one person in particular. Maybe you tried to start something or go somewhere or lead a ministry and it fell through and you fell on your face. And to that, I want to say 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says that the power of God is made perfect in your weakness. And I am coming to you with stories and stories and stories of failure of times I've tried to run on mission and it has not gone well, or it has been hard, or I have failed in the world's eyes. And I'm here to tell you that it's not too big. It's not too hard. You can do it. You may do it wrong. And the good news is that Jesus will always show up and be right. The good news is that none of us are here trying to be perfect at mission, that only Jesus did that, and that we get to let him work in and through us. If you feel like you can't do it, I want to tell you that is the enemy of your soul coming for you. And I hope that you'll keep listening. Some of you, you hear words like mission 
or world changing or leader and you're ready to turn this off now because that doesn't apply to you. And I want to ask you again, please keep listening. I wish I could tell you right now my whole story. I wish I could tell you about how I'm the least likely person to even be talking about mission. I would tell you about how I barely graduated high school. I could tell you about how I was the messiest, neediest girl in my high school. I could tell you about years of struggling with secret sin as a believer. I could tell you about how incredibly ill-equipped I still feel to be a pastor's wife or to be an author or to be someone who would even put a microphone in front of my face and talk about God. I feel those things too, to be honest. When I think about the word mission, when I think about the world's world changing and leader, I want to immediately discount myself from them too. But we can't because the entire Bible speaks to the truth that it's God's capacity, not our own, but God's capacity in and through us that enables us to do anything that we're meant to do. And so the reason why I can say just assuredly with full faith, with my eyes closed and thinking about you right now today, the reason I know that you're a world changer, the reason why I know you're meant to run on mission, the reason why I know you're a leader is because Christ in you is all of those things. No matter how you messed it up in the past, no matter how ill-equipped you feel, no matter how ready you feel, no matter how scared you are, I think you're all of those things. And here's the kind of crazy news. I don't think you really have a choice. I think today you're going to change the world. You're going to impact people. Someone is listening to you. Someone is watching you. Even if you don't see anyone today or talk to anyone today, someone is noticing your absence. Someone is feeling the perceived want of wanting to hear you say something to them, of wanting you to acknowledge them, of wanting you to see them or encourage them. We don't really have a choice every day whether or not we change the world. We just do by default of getting up and interacting with people and showing up. And so I'm here to say, why not try to do it intentionally? Why not get encouragement and why not talk to other women who are really trying to do it intentionally as well for God's glory and for the good of others? You guys are in different settings and you come from wildly different backgrounds and I don't even know if maybe the idea of women being on mission sounds normal to you or if it sounds daunting to you. I don't know if your friends are talking about mission. I don't know if they're talking about it all the time and you can't get them to be quiet about it. I don't know if they're talking about the things that they care about or maybe if you've never heard another woman acknowledge a call on her life in any way, shape, or form. But a few months ago, I started praying and I said, God, I I really do want to equip and encourage women about this. It's what I wake up in the morning thinking about, thinking about how women everywhere are changing the world, whether they know it or not, whether they acknowledge it or not. And I just want to tell them that they're the right girl for the job. I want to tell them God will show up in them. I want to tell them to keep going. I want to give them tips and tricks. I want to hear tips and tricks from other women for myself because I'm dying to hear how they're doing it, how they're pressing in, how they're showing up. But I started to kind of acknowledge this difference and how we come from such different backgrounds and some women don't even know how to talk about this in relation to God, in relation to the Bible. In some cities, in some cultures, it's wildly accepted that women are thinking about their calling and thinking about their gifts. And in some, this conversation hasn't even started yet. 
So I started asking God for a starting place. Where can we all start? Where can we all connect? Where can we all kind of gather and agree? And he took me to John 20. Now, John 20 is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, and I can't suggest reading it enough. When I was growing up, actually, I used to read all the Left Behind books, and now I have a kid who's reading all the Left Behind books, those, you know, kind of cheesy books that were popular in the 90s and the early 2000s about the rapture and Jesus coming back. (laughs) But the one that I would read over and over and over again was the one with the white cover, Glorious Appearing, I think it was called. And in Glorious Appearing, there's this fictional account of Jesus coming back. And I would read it over and over and over again because something about the resurrected Jesus on earth just gets me going. And I think that's why I love John 20 so much. John 20 is the account of when Jesus rose from the dead after being crucified and buried. And the first person to really encounter Jesus is Mary, one of his disciples, one of his followers who's really walked with him and done ministry with him over the course of his entire ministry. And here's what happens. It says that Mary stood outside the tomb crying and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus's body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? She thought he was the gardener. So she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Honestly, what we see here is the first moment of mission in the new era of Jesus's resurrection and life. We see him give this first directive to Mary, which he says, go to the brothers and tell them. In my head, I like to say that Jesus said, Mary, go get the boys and tell them I'm up. (laughs) And so when I think about mission and when I think about the women of God, I want to go to this very simple directive that is straight from the mouth of Jesus. And so no one can debate it. Go and tell. Go and tell what you've seen. Go and tell what he's done. Go and tell what he said to you. Go and tell. That includes you. If you're listening to this today, I just want to say, I think he's calling your name the same way he called Mary. I don't think he debates whether or not you're enough. I don't think he debates whether or not you're equipped. I don't think he wonders if you can do it because he knows that he can. He knows that he's the author and perfecter of our faith. He knows that we are his workmanship and he is the worker. He knows that he could do all of this without us, but he invites us in for our good, for our enjoyment, for our joy. For our abundance, we get to answer the call to go and tell what we've seen. So that is what this podcast is going to be about.
It's going to be about equipping and encouraging women to do just that, to go and tell what they've seen, to go and tell what they've heard from Jesus, to go and tell what he's done in their life. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be scary. It can be obedient. It can be beautiful. But if it does feel big and bold and scary and answering God's call on your life does feel like something you could use, someone just encouraging you about and getting in your ear and walking with you and telling you, you've got this. He's got this. We'd love to be that for you. We're going to try to make this podcast fun. We're going to try to make it quick. We're going to try to make it massively encouraging. We're going to try to give you real, genuine tips from real women who are doing this every day. So if you're in, please subscribe to the podcast. Maybe tell a friend about it. We would love to walk with you. We're excited about what God is doing here. We're excited about a generation of women taking God at his word when he says, go and tell what I've done. Go and tell who I am. Go and tell what you've seen. You in? We're excited to have you.